Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodhi, and this is the new year. You can hear my voice crack. Voice cracking for the new year. That's what my New Year's Eve or my New Year's resolution is, is to go through puberty again. Can't wait. Super excited about that. Let's do, this is the last podcast of 2017, so let's do some quick housekeeping. First of all, I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. I did. My family all got together and bought me some amazing podcast equipment. They got me a new preamp, a new um, springy arm thing so my mic can go up and down, and a brand new PL uh, Heil PR40 microphone, which is awesome. And I'm still learning how to use it, and I'm changing some things around in Final Cut. And I'm trying to make it sound better. So hopefully, let me know what you think of the sound. I, I think it makes me sound more like a dork than I really am. I mean, believe me, I'm a dork. I'm a huge dork. But it makes me feel, it makes me sound really nerdy. So I'm trying to play with the EQ to get somewhat closer to my normal voice. And my normal voice is usually pretty um, monotone anyway. So like, I don't know that it's that much different. But when I listen back, I'm like, geez, at least in the other mic, I, I sounded like I had some sort of uh, manliness to me. Now I'm just, I feel like Jerry Lewis, like a little kind of a thing. Like, I, I don't know how, it's it's just going to take some getting used to is really what it comes down to. But I hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. And I want to thank my family because this was all very expensive and they all chipped in. Father-in-law, sister-in-law, niece, Sierra, and my wife, they all chipped in. And uh, gave me an incredible present, and I'm very happy, and uh, I've had a lot of fun playing with this. So thank you to them, and I hope everyone had a good Christmas. Um, I sent out, now let's go here, um, dealt with a lot of fraud stuff today, because apparently uh, some big company leaked a bunch of my information, so that's been a, a fun thing, and I was going to record it like 3 o'clock this afternoon, because I was all done and ready to go. Now it's 9.10, and uh, yeah, this is where I'm going. This is this is how my life is right now. Uh, one thing after another. We talked about the new equipment. Uh, shipping. If you are were one of the winners, uh, the hats were shipped out. 
Um, they should be getting to you soon. Uh, everybody should have a either some sort of tracking number. If you don't, please email me because I, I sent everybody the information. And then uh, everybody who got the the cups, uh, the coffee cups, um, two of, two of you have them for sure. One in Canada, one in Sweden, and um, the Peter in Australia. It's coming. Uh, I think it's just taking a little bit further because it's longer because it's in Australia. But I was really surprised on how fast they shipped those out and how fast you guys got those. So that no credit to me. All credit to SpaceX for that. Um, let's see. But if you haven't gotten it, uh, your device, uh, your device, if you haven't gotten your cup or your hat, please, uh, and it seems like it's taking longer than it should, please, uh, email me and we'll get it taken care of as soon as possible. Um, so some funny things for today. My wife and I are off for an entire week and we're at home, which is a rare thing. And so we've been trying to do a family event every day. One of the things that my son bought my wife because she didn't have one, and it makes perfect logical sense to a five-year-old, is a Nerf gun. We all have Nerf guns except for my wife, so we bought her a really nice Nerf gun. So we had a Nerf gun war today. Um, I have the Nerf Mega Blaster, which comes with these red darts, and it, it shoots a little harder than it probably should. My wife and I were at a uh, full-on battle in the hallway, and I saw her hand peek out around the corner and I shot and just then she poked her head out and I shot my wife directly in the eye with this dark gun, Nerf gun. And I felt completely awful. It felt awful for hours. I still feel awful about it. A little later, my son tells me that my wife had shot my son in the eye <laughs> earlier with the dark gun. So I still feel awful because mine probably hurt a lot more because her gun isn't quite as strong. But um, it takes the edge off a little bit, not going to lie. Shortly after that, we were playing the board game Sorry. And I don't know if you've uh, ever played Sorry, but look the rules up. Basically, if you draw a Sorry card, you can um, move, you can uh, replace your piece with someone else on the board to keep them from winning or to put you closer to your goal, right? Uh, I, I did the sorry thing to my five-year-old daughter, which, by the way, she had done two sorries on me already, and I made her cry. So I um, feel like with the fraud stuff, the shooting my wife in the eye stuff, and then also uh, making my daughter cry, I'm having a hell of a good day. Not going to lie. Uh, let's see here. Next thing for housekeeping... So this show is going to be a little different. I'm going to do three kind of long stories, or normal stories and then a bunch of kind of headlines because I'm cleaning out my Instapaper queue to uh, get fresh new Instapaper or fresh new Tesla and EV related articles um, in 2018. So we have a lot of stories to get through today and I want to credit Brad who came up with the title of the show which was New Mike Who This. Very good Brad. That was very funny. I, I giggled. So bravo sir. All right, let's go. First story, Reacher, Reachers. Hey, let's t let's get a good drink of water. I've been talking for six minutes without water. One second. The amazing thing about this mic is if I go off mic and take a drink, you guys don't have to hear it, or if I sniff or whatever. One moment. So hopefully nobody heard that. Okay, so researchers from the University of Waterloo released a paper claiming that they have a brand new battery breakthrough, like everybody does every couple of months. 
Specifically, um, what they do is they use neg. Uh, okay, first of all, here's the problem: the use of negative electrodes uh, when you with the lithium metal batteries, they degrade very quickly and they're kind of unstable. Uh, here's a quote on how uh, the University of Waterloo researchers plan to correct this. They're going to add a chemical compound made of phosphorus and sulfur elements to an electro electro <laughs> electrolyte i don't know why i had such a hard time with that for a second liquid that carries an electrical charge within the batteries so basically what this does and it's kind of a cool thing is it puts a thin coat of protection over the lithium metal so that it doesn't degrade as quickly and it's much much safer to use they claim that this new technology will have triple the range of the your regular EV batteries if they use it. Um, again, better, we're here about ba battery breakthroughs, and we're going to hear about one in a second all the time. So who knows if this will work in the wild? I thought it was a really neat story. I put the original Jewel article in the show notes if you want to read it or read the white paper, which I attempted to, and I'm going to go back to. Uh, there's a lot of stuff about battery technology that I don't understand, uh, but I tried to, uh, I made an attempt so I could sound somewhat intelligent, uh, but I failed. <clears throat> Next one. Uh, oh, that was a Fred Lambert story. And this is a Fred Lambert story from Electric. BMW is making a big investment in solid state batteries. They partnered with Solid Powder Power a startup that was spun out of the University of Colorado. Now, we've talked about their battery, te battery tech in the past, um, but it's this, this kind of the same, it seems like, to the unprofessional eye that I have, my unprofessional eye and biases or, 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 or mind, it seems like this is very similar to the previous story. That's why I put them together in the way that they're doing technology. Uh, the the technology when the, what they're using for batteries. Boy, I'm stuttering a lot. Uh, the new tech uses high capacity lithium metal anode uh, in lithium batteries. Uh, they claim that they can also store three times more energy than the conventional lithium ion batteries. Uh, but this is what Doug Campbell, the founder of Solid Power, had to say. Since the company's inception, the Solid Power team has worked to develop and scale a competitive solid-state battery, paying special attention to safety, performance, and cost. Safety is a big one, I'm not going to lie. Almost probably more important than the other two. Uh, collaborating with BMW is further validation that solid-state battery innovations will continue to improve. We're looking forward uh, to working with BMW and pushing the limits on developments around XEV batteries. X, I guess, is solid-state? I don't know. Uh, but every man, every battery manufacturer says, or research team says that they have a breakthrough. Everybody's doing something a little different. So whether this breakthrough will actually make it to market or not, or either one of these two, by the way, will it make it to market or not? Who knows? At this point, um, I'm guessing Tesla's seen this technology and passed on it because Tesla is, you know, buying a lot of batteries. They they pretty much eat up the world's lithium ion supply lithium supply so we'll see what happens um but one of the things is it's very hard to make the leap from lab to actual 
usable product. So we'll see what they what they come up with. One second, I'm gonna take another drink. Or fall down. Uh, or stumble and have to catch myself. I'm not even drinking. I'm completely sober doing this. Story number three. Elon Musk was speaking at an AI conference when he updated his uh, timeline for self-driving cars. Um, it's two years away with at least another year for the technology to be better drivers than humans. So three years to be better than humans. This is a change from what he said last year when the hardware two Tesla Model S's and Model X's came out. Um, it's already looking like those model, those hardware two cars are going to need a new computer to handle all of the processing power and data that's coming in uh, for the autopilot mode. So it's it's probably a little further out than he says. Uh, but the real takeaway here is it's ready when it's ready. If Elon says that it's going to be out in five years, um, it might take 10. So let's just kind of keep that in mind. This is all uncharted territory. And um, as this technology progresses, it's going to come up with more problems than what uh, they originally thought, or they're going to have new problems that they have to solve, and it's going to be more and more complicated. Uh, one advantage of Elon being so vocal about the timeline is that it's really kicking other car manufacturers in the butt and telling them, hey, you need to start doing research because you're already far, far behind. And these guys are still, they're missing their deadline, but they're still further ahead than you are. So um, this is really pushing the technology, our different technologies, and it's actually a good thing. It's a fostering competition. And no car manufacturer took Tesla seri seriously three years ago, and then look at them all now. They are very much taking him uh, Tesla as a company serious. This is story number four, Gina Teslarati. Who did that last one? Oh, that was Fred Lambert again. Gina Teslarati, uh, apparently Boeing CEO Dennis Mullenberg called out SpaceX and Elon by saying uh, Boeing would be the first company to send the first human to Mars. Now, in typical Elon fashion, he just replied with, on Twitter, do it. So, I don't know. I thought it was funny. And uh, it seems like a very Elon thing for him to say. Uh, but whoever gets to Mars first, it'll benefit everybody else. It'll benefit all of us. It'll benefit the people who are trying to get there through, hopefully, collaboration. Um, and and it just overall, it's a good thing. So, hopefully... Boeing is successful, or hopefully SpaceX is successful, or Blue Origin, or any of these other companies. Uh, number five, this is where we start going a little bit faster here. Simon Alvarez from Teslarati. Uh, okay, so there's a, <laughs> this is a really funny video. There's a video of a family driving in the car, and they have a dash cam, for whatever reason, I don't understand why, it, in LA, and it captured the Falcon 9 launch that created so much buzz last week. Uh, the vi The video captures... Not only the the launch, but it also captures an accident that happened just to the side of them. And what I thought was uh, really funny is, A, the, the launch itself was beautiful. Seeing it going across the sky and then turning into that big uh, gelatinous looking, um, kind of looked like a blown up condom. I'm not going to lie. That's what it looked like to me. Um, some people said jellyfish, I, I, and that might be. 
but to me it was the other thing. Um, but the rest of the video is really funny and it just kind of sums up married life as the wife continues to tell him to be careful and be safe. And he's saying, I am being safe. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It, it made me laugh. The whole thing is, it made me laugh. And the, the video is actually really beautiful aside from the fact that the, the car accident, aside from that, because the guy got hit, whoever it was, got hit really hard from behind. Uh, let's see. Inside EVs, Stephen Loveday. Analyst Key Bank Capital Markets is expecting approximately 5,000 Model 3s to be delivered in Q4, which means in December, Tesla will really have to, would have, because we're almost done, would have really had to ramp up the Model 3 deliveries, which it sounds like they are. Um, so Q4 ends in a few days. The original estimate from Key Bank Capital Markets was 15,000. Um, their update at 5,000 uh, obviously is a decrease, but for Tesla, it's a start, and I think it's a good start. <laughs> Tim Dixon over at EV Obsessions, this is just a quick one, Shenzhen, China, their bus fleet is now 100% electric, and if you don't know what Shenzhen is, that's where a lot of your technology is made. Uh, iPhones, Android phones, Fire Sticks, all that stuff, it's all most of it is all made in Shenzhen, China. So, moving on. This is going faster than expected. Uh, there's a video of someone driving 228 kilometers an hour or approximately 141 miles an hour on public roads. I'm not linking to this video because I think this person's a douche. And I, 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 Sorry for the language. Uh, it's neat that the Model 3 can uh, go that fast, but putting everybody on the road at risk because you're an asshat, it just doesn't sit well with me. In the 15 years of being a full-time firefighter, and even more time as a volunteer firefighter, I've seen whole individual, like individuals and whole families wiped out from people doing stuff like this. And if it was my family, um, this guy, we, we would have a talk. And at 141 miles an hour, he'd probably be turned into butter. But it's it's not this is not a good thing, and it's not something that should be promoted at all. If you want to do that kind of thing, there are tracks that you can go and do it. And by all means, have a blast. But at 141 miles an hour or 228 kilometers an hour, you cannot stop fast enough. Uh if somebody gets in your way, I mean, it's just not going to happen. And that going that fast, they are not going to see you because nobody's expecting a vehicle to go that fast. Uh, let's see. Green. Next one. Green car reports. Uh, this is from John Volkler. Ford will start their EV efforts off in China with a 300 mile, not yet named electric EV, electric SUV, excuse me. Uh, and it's going to be built in Mexico. So at first when I read this article, I was like, why in the world would Ford build a car that was meant for China in Mexico? But I have a few reasons, and let me know what you think, and if you have more, or if you think my reasons are dumb. Uh, first is, they don't, they're not planning on selling that many, and they don't want to lay out the additional expenditures to build a plant in China. That makes sense to me. Uh, I hope it makes sense to you. They already have the plant outfitted in Mexico, and they already have trained employees in Mexico. They don't have to... Um, that that's a lot of cost and expense and buildup. And there's another reason. Um, if they build it in China, 
they have to share some of the profit with the Chinese government. And there are places that you can, um, that you could build a plant and you don't because Tesla's doing it. You can build a plant, but you don't have to share profits with the with China, but you have to still pay the tariff on that. So um, it makes sense that at least until they get everything up and running and kind of see how popular the car is, that they build this in Mexico and then have them shipped over to China. But the yet-to-be-named SUV and a Ford F-Series hybrid truck should arrive in 2020 no word if it's going to when it's going to come to other markets um but ford has made claims of evs in the past and they really haven't at this point i don't know what they're doing behind the scenes but outwardly they really haven't shown uh much commitment to the electric vehicle i mean they have some cars the one car that's uh i think two cars that are fully electric and then some hybrids but they haven't really given a lot of love. Like they started off with a Ford Escape hybrid in like 2007, I think, because uh, I almost bought one for my wife. Instead, we just bought a regular 2000. Uh, we just bought a regular Escape because we couldn't get the hybrid um, because it was delayed. So um, we'll see if any of these come to market. Uh, but I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in that SUV. I'm very interested in the SUV and whatever the cost. They didn't put the cost on in the article. Uh, this is Stephen Loveday again over at Inside EVs. Um, this is a quick one. Elon Musk says the Tesla pickup will come out after the Model Y. And my question is, is did anyone that follows Tesla on any level not know that? Um, anybody? No? Okay. Uh, next one, and I don't know, I'm just mentioning this because it was kind of news, but I'm not going to go into great detail. But Elon got into a Twitter fight with a journalist who said that Elon didn't understand public transportation and the people who utilize it and rely on it, For frankly. So Elon got really piffy and showed some frustration in a very public way. Um, it wasn't the best look for Elon, if I'm being honest. I mean, the article, I didn't read it, so I'll... I'm just going to leave that there, but I'm guessing because I don't know Elon, of course. If I did, I would probably be a lot wealthier, not because I knew Elon, but because I ran in those circles, would run in those circles. Um, and when I say wealthier, I just mean wealthy in general because I am not wealthy. Um, anyway, my my guess is because it doesn't seem like Elon is so far out of touch that he doesn't understand that... Uh, People who rely on public transportation are generally lower income or live in big cities. And uh, his comments uh, were, he made some comments at some conference and might have about public transportation might have been taken out of context because I really think that he's trying to improve that um, situation in that, like, if you need a vehicle, you can get a vehicle when you need it and still be very affordable for all levels of income. That's where I think he was going. And this is just me wildly speculating. Uh, but, uh, you know, Elon Elon got a, a little defensive, and I understand. Um, and it feels good to call somebody an idiot. But, you know, moving on. Uh, let's see. This is Fred Lambert's story. 
Someone listed a Model 3 on Craigslist for $120,000. Uh, when I clicked on the, the post, it was removed. This was in San Francisco or the Bay Area. So it was likely an employee car. Uh, if you don't know or don't remember, the employees, they signed an agreement saying they wouldn't sell their car for profit. So this was either an employee car or it was just a scam. But my question is, why wouldn't you just... If for that much money, why wouldn't you just buy a really nice S or an X? Like, why would you spend so much, twice the amount of money for a car that's only worth $60,000? Why wouldn't you just buy an S or an X? And I have one reason why somebody would actually pay $120,000 for this car. And that reason would be a manufacturer of a rival car company. And they wanted to get their hands on it and tear it apart and see what's inside. That's the only reason that I can think of or a rival battery manufacturing company, or a rival whatever that Tesla has in their purview of like their area of expertise. Name, a, name an area of expertise that Tesla has, and then name a rival, and that's why they might pay $120,000 for the car. Other than that, I can't imagine why anybody would. I'm going to take a drink and not stumble. Good old water. Let's see. Fred Lambert, uh, this is, here's some, uh, Fred put some EVs that are hitting the road in 2018. Now, he left off the Model 3 and the Nissan Leaf, because technically those were, um, be, those are being sold in 2017, but not, not many. So I put them back on the list. Model 3, Nissan Leaf, the Jaguar I-Pace, which this car looks really ugly, and I'm not a fan. I'm not really a fan of Jaguar in general, so... You know, I probably have a bias there, but it's $76,000 and I think the car looks like garbage. I think it looks like a hot bag of garbage. I'm not a fan of the look, but that's a personal preference. Um, the next one is the Audi Quattro. This car is going to go between forty-one dollars and $49,000. Um, I am a fan. This car looks really beautiful and it's going to have 310 miles of range. My only issue is where the heck am I going to charge it if I drive anywhere that's not around my house. So we'll see what happens. Uh, next is the Hyundai Kona and Nero crossovers. Both of these cars look pretty good. They're going to start at $39,000. I'm guessing the bigger of the two, which I don't know which one is which, is going to cost way more than thirty-nine. But they only have a 200-mile range. But both cars look very nice. And finally, our last story uh, is what to expect from Tesla in 2018. Uh, some of these things Fred Lambert uh, wrote and some of them I added to my opinions and I'll try and differentiate, 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 I'll try and tell you which ones I added. Jeezaloo. Um, I'll try to tell you which ones I added but I don't know. I don't know if I'll remember every single thing that I added. So hopefully we'll see. Uh, I don't want to use. I don't want uh, Fred to get. Uh, I don't. Don't don't. Just assume that I've screwed this up. Really, what what it's coming to. Don't bra blame Fred Lambert for any of this because he's a really. I've never met him, but he seems like a really cool guy. Uh, love his articles, obviously. So, number one thing in 2018 is an increase in 
Model 3 production. Not sure what's going to increase to, um, even if it's to 10,000 units a week. That's pretty significant. That's a good increase. They should be able to, by the end of the year, get through their backlog of pre-orders. So hopefully that is a thing. Uh, smaller battery pack. Um, the smaller battery pack will be available for you to purchase on the Model 3. So if you know, there's the bigger one that they're making everybody buy now if you want to buy it now. And then there's the one where you can actually get into the car at $35,000 if you don't add anything. So that will become available. Available uh, Dual motor. Um, this is what Model 3, or excuse me, Model Y announcement. This is what Fred Lambert put in. I don't necessarily think that we'll see an announcement in 2018. And here's why. Is Tesla, people are already saying that Tesla is doing way too much. And they are trying um, to kind of sow discontent and discredit them by saying, okay, well, you haven't even fixed, you barely fixed the Model X Falcon Wing doors. You still have problems with the Model S autopilot. You can't get uh, any number that a person would consider reasonable of Model 3s out the door. So why are you putting on, and now you've, now you've added the Tesla Semi and the Roadster. Why would you add uh, the Model Y? Uh, it just seems like, you know, you're just trying to keep the hype machine going. And that all might be true, by the way. So I don't think, I don't see Tesla making that announcement in 2018. If they did, I think it would be towards the very end of 2018. And after they've cleared out a really significant amount of uh, people out of the queue that are waiting for their Model 3s that have already plopped down their money. Um, let's see. By the way, the Model 3, Model Y will be built on the Model 3 platform. So it is theoretically possible that they could just build based on how many orders they get. They can just, you have a, uh, we're going to build 30 Model 3s today and 10 Model Ys today. They could technically do that if they wanted to without having too much, uh, too much problems. I'm not a car manufacturer, obviously, and I've never worked in one. So that might be just me being dumb, but I think that that's a possible thing. Drink one second. Okay. Let's see here. My cold is getting worse. Oh, and I have a cold based on, uh, aside from all the other things that happened, I have a really bad cold and Sudafed is really working, but for, I just randomly sweat, which I'm doing right now. Uh, kids, kids are... They are just so many, they are germ carriers. I'm not going to lie. My kids, they have not been properly healthy since before they went to school. They're still sick. It's a week into their break and they're still sick. Okay, uh, let's see. Next thing, Model S and Model X are due for a design refresh inside and out. Um, I think we both agree on that. Uh, Tesla continues to improve performance and features, which, yeah, that's kind of a duh for... Model 3, Model Y, and Model, or Model 3, Model X, and Model S. Um, at this point, Autopilot has nowhere to go but up. I mean, I guess it could get worse, but that's unlikely. Um, not because it's, it's total crap right now. It's just that if Tesla releases a worse version of Autopilot, they might have a revolt. 
on their hands. Uh, but this is a difficult thing for them because they are working on their new autopilot system. They don't have Mobileye anymore. Um, Elon says a new update is coming out soon. We'll see. We'll see. And hopefully, yes, that will work. And it will fix everybody's problems, especially the people who have actually paid for this feature. Uh, but we'll see. As I stated earlier, this is a difficult thing to manage. Uh, let's see. An increase in supercharger stations from 8,000 to 18,000. That's absolutely something uh, that Fred put up there because I wouldn't know those numbers. Uh, this isn't an easy feat, but they are working hard to get them up and running. And let's not forget that um, while they might fall short of that 18,000, they've already got permits pulled in 2017, but they won't actually build them until 2018. And then they have some that are in progress in 2017 that won't be completed until 2018. So that number might actually be closer than we think to 18,000. Uh, faster supercharging, or excuse me, faster charging at the supercharger. Um, more destination chargers, that's not obvious. Solar roofs. Now this is where I disagree. I think the solar roofs, we won't see very many in 2018. We'll see some, but not very many. Uh, they just, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, they just had a hiring fair in Buffalo, and they're they're tooling up to get the plant ready for the solar roofs, but I don't think they're going to, not that I don't think they're going to sell many, but I don't think they're going to install many. They might sell a ton, but I don't think they're going to install many in 2018. Um, just because it seems like they're already kind of, it's going to take them a year or a year and a half to get that completely ramped up. That's my best guess. Um, let's see. This is my own prediction. Government entities or utilities like state governments local governments that kind of thing or utilities will provide homeowners with with financial incentives to buy power walls this has already happening in a lot of places around the world and we've talked about it it's happening in a few places in the united states um where they'll give you some uh like instead of paying five thousand dollars for a power wall you pay twenty five hundred dollars and then the utility when peak times hit the utility can take draw a little bit from your power wall and uh i don't know why this isn't a thing in arizona i'm not gonna lie like we have and it's not as bad as it used to be but we have brownouts all the time uh because of in the summertime when it gets to be 120 degrees everybody's running their air conditioner non-stop so it doesn't make a whole lot of sense um, not to have this program, and this is me more wishful thinking. I'm not, not going to lie. This is a very wishful thinking for me. But it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to um, not do this everywhere. Um, utility companies, the grid, especially in the United States, is just abysmal. Utility companies across the world or uh, entities of some sort across the world should want to keep the the lights on. So... Uh, that's just my guess. And then also more power pack installations, which is a great big dog because it just kind of seems like a win. The countries that do it or the organizations or islands or whatever, it's great PR for them. And then it's great PR for Tesla or whichever company happens to be doing that because there's lots of companies that do it. Sun Power does it for sure. Let's see. Uh, let's look at good notes. That's everything I have for today. And I thought it would take longer. I'm not going to lie. 
So I'm glad that I didn't waste a bunch of your time. Only at this point, 34 minutes and 30 seconds. So if you want to email me, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. If you go to Twitter, I'm at 918digital. Um, I have Facebook. Just search for Kilowatt on Facebook, and you should see it there. Um, And I do check Facebook occasionally. I'm not a huge Facebook guy, but I do check it once or twice a day to make sure, just in case somebody emails or contacts me. Um, You can call 918-401-0071, and they can leave a message and tell me that I'm full of nonsense or add to the conversation. Your choice. Uh, my website is kilowatt.bz. That's kilowatt.boyz. If you live outside the United States, Z. And um, leave a review for the podcast because it really helps. Um, I'm not giving away any more hats or cups, but if you leave a review, I will forever be indebted to you. Um, I have sticker packs, which you can look for iOS devices in the show notes for. I'm really hoping to do more of those in 2018. It's my goal. That is a real goal, by the way. Um, I have another podcast where I talk about video games called Snap that I haven't done in a while, and I'm going to start up again in 2018. I will let you guys know when that happens. I've been really enjoying Skyrim for the Switch and Assassin's Creed for the Xbox One X, so um, let you know what I think on those. And yeah, that's it. I want to thank everybody who started listening in 2016 and continued listening until 2017, and hopefully you'll listen in 2018. want to thank everybody who are new listeners in 2017. I just looked at the numbers um, for the whole year of 2017, and I was shocked. I did not think that it was going to be as high as it was. Um, just to give you an idea, the whole year of 2016... We now do more shows in one month. Actually, we do more shows in like two and a half weeks than I did in the entire year of 2016. Now, mind you, that was only like four or five months of 2016, but doesn't matter. I I count that as a win. So thank you, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. Have a very safe new year. Don't drink and drive. Don't drive 141 miles or 248 kilometers an hour with uh, people on the road who actually have people that they they care about and care about them because I don't want to see anybody die over the New Year's. I happen to be working New Year's Eve. I don't want to see any of you. We could just talk over Facebook and Twitter. Don't drive drunk, please. Okay, that's enough for me. Everybody have a fantastic week, and we will talk again in 2008. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.